gotta tell you, I'm pretty shocked the Leafs won this game. Like they started off that first period, and it was essentially what I expected it to be, mm-hmm. which was they looked flat, and we led the first period with you and I texting back and forth, going, I don't know what to talk about from that period other than the Canes missed the net a bunch, and Dennis Malgan looks like the only Leaf for play. <laughs> Yeah. So I, yeah, I was feeling the same way, but I think the, the kudos I'm going to give today is to a guy that we've been hard on for the past couple of weeks. And that's Sheldon Keith because he pushed the right buttons tonight and completely changed the lines. They were stuck in mud. They were all going through the motions. They looked awful. They looked tired and he just puts the blender out there, puts together the different lines and they immediately respond and started playing better from that point on. Thought they had a little lull to start the third. They looked a little tired. That second goal was unbelievable, obviously, but I really want to give credit to Keith because he pushed the right buttons tonight and they got it done. Totally agree. It was one of the notes that I had as well was you got to give Keith credit tonight. Like the lines worked. Um, I honestly, my, my real synopsis of the game was just pretty simple is Carolina look like a team that thought they deserved to win. And mm-hmm. when they were in the offensive zone and they had opportunities, it felt like they were either rushing things or pucks were bobbling. And Toronto, to their credit, did the same thing that they did against the Bruins and that they sucked doing in the game against the Golden Knights and a couple of those crappy opponents, which was not just giving guys feasts on the middle of the ice. Like, they just took away the middle. They played a bit of a trap game and they decided to be the counterpunch team tonight. And it worked out well for them. Yeah, Keith deserves credit, though, because... The lines weren't going, and their best shifts, other than, again, the fourth line with Malgan and our boy Kampf, those didn't mm. really start to happen until, what, late in the second period? Mid, midway through the second period, I'd say right best. After, right after the lines got jumbled. Like, immediately right after, after the lines got jumbled. He just, you know, you and I talk a lot about what makes a good coach, right? It's X's and O's. It's being able to relate to your players. Usually it's a little bit overstated and overrated, but I think that one of the best things when it comes to like in-game adjustments is not just being able to recognize like a matchup deficiency, but it's having a pulse of your own group of when they need a push and when they don't. And so for Keith to do that tonight, like that's, and that's a guy who's been behind that bench for a bunch of seasons and knows his team and decided like now was the time to push that button and it worked and, and they got a W and now all of a sudden You've won three straight, and you've got two against some of the best teams in the NHL, and it, it really does feel like, even with the goaltending situation, that a lot of the ship has just been steadied right now. I would agree. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff I would say against Sheldon earlier in the year is that he didn't have that feel, and there was many games where I was wondering why he didn't do what he did tonight in terms of jumbling up the lines. There's a lot of teams, especially when they were playing those bad teams, when you're playing those West Coast teams and they looked awful. Like It's amazing what difference a week makes. Well, like Literally a week ago, they lost to the Ducks. We were sitting here having the conversation. But I thought he lacked that feel a lot early in the season. That's part of the reason that I was really kind of doubting him. But tonight, he really had the feel and he switched it up. And credit to the players, they performed for him. I... I don't know if this is too quick to get into this conversation here, but do you want those lines to stick like this for a couple of games? Do you think you have to go with it? Or do you think you just go back to what it was before? You go back to what it was before. Okay. And first of all, the lines have been in a blender all season long. So well, except, literally except four guys, except four guys. Yeah, but that's yeah. sure. The four guys have been and together. The four and guys the are your whole line. team. So like that's, I mean, it's hard to say that they've been in a blender when their four guys have played together the entire time. The rest of the lineup has been mixed up. They just mm-hmm. got Lilligren back. It's some semblance of what the blue line is going to look like for a while. Mm-hmm. I still think that you're going back to what you had before or some variation of it. 
you're leaving your top six essentially intact, which is like the continuous moves of trying to figure out who's going to get to play those extra winger minutes with Tavares and Nylander. But no, I'm, I'm not overreacting to that win because, dude, let's be honest. They, it wasn't like they played an amazing hockey game tonight. Like, they no. deserve credit. But yeah. even like that, you said it at the beginning of that third period. I went, oh, okay. Like, here's the law. They kept it close, but they're, they're going to end up losing this game. And man, you think about it too. They're going to have to play some version of just not themselves for a while. Like, you can just tell they don't trust Shalgren. And oh, yeah. I, I think, like, he made a couple of big stops late. I'd give he him credit. One. I'd give him credit for standing in there tonight. He only let in one goal. What do they have? Close to yeah. 30 shots almost. Like, he made saves that he needed to make. Boy, I think you texted this early in the game, but uh, how many low blocker bullets did they miss through the first two periods of that game? Like, they yeah. were going low blocker, and they would it would hit the end boards before he was reacting. But the saves that hit him, he made the saves, and I had to give him credit. But I agree. They're playing a completely different game tonight than they've played basically the rest of the year. Like they really yeah. seem to have trust in Samsonov and no trust in Shalgren, and it shows in their play. Yeah. Well, guess what though? Shalgren's biggest save of the night was low blocker. Yeah. It was off the rush. It was right mm -hmm. there in the third period. He made a low blocker save. Good for him. But yeah, you can tell that he looks a little frantic in the net. He probably feels an immense amount of pressure right now, knowing that. This is a team that was just in chaos and all of a sudden he's going to be thrown in there and he's the guy that's <laughs> going to eat a ton of the blame if they lay yeah. an egg there. But they didn't do that. They did not. We've seen them do that in the past on back-to-backs, right? Which was just completely... This is such an the easy lay-it-in-don't-care game where no one would be mad they at didn't do that. they get no effort. So They didn't play well and I thought mm -hmm. that the Stars were sleepy to start mm -hmm. and I thought the Stars were sleepy to start the third. But... And to start to second, actually, wow. really yeah. to start every period. Yeah, actually, but, they were just snoring the whole game, except hey. the two absolutely gorgeous yeah. goals in the third period. Can sure. we talk about but, that Marner move? Oh, sure. my just, God. Let me finish the one thought at a time here. I, I just think with Shalgren that it's going to be a bit of a different team for a little while. And that's mm -hmm. why, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that you're mixing up your top units. I think that you're kind of sticking with those groups. You're going to change some stuff in the bottom six. You're going to hope that you get a little bit more of a lift. I I'm really happy that the, the depth guys showed up in this one because they were a little bit of the spark. Like this game doesn't happen if the bottom six plays like the top six to start. And mm -hmm. again, like that Malgan line deserves a lot of credit. I think that that dude is like sort of cemented a little bit of a run here with the way that he's played yeah. against two of the biggest opponents in the league that you would have said, hey, what are the games that Malgan doesn't fit in? You would have said uh, probably against the Carolina Hurricanes who have their shortest defenseman they outline in the broadcast, a guy who's six foot one, and the Bunch Boston Bruins. Mules back there. The size of the guys in their blue line, it's insane. Why didn't the Leafs trade for Brent Burns? They couldn't make something happen? That guy was a perfect fit. Mm. Oh. I, I, yeah, I, he's... Yeah, he's nasty. He's somebody. He's leading. I think he's that, leading the, one of the best teams in the yeah. league in minutes. He's thirty-seven. Yeah. The guy's unbelievable. He's from Barrie, Ontario. For again? Uh, nothing. It was like nothing. I don't want to look it up. The, I don't want to look at my salary, phone. Right? They, yeah, yeah. But the Leafs could have done that because they had. No, it was, I think it was only twenty-five percent. So mm, it was like whatever. the Leafs couldn't have eaten all that salary. That that one was just one that they were out on. I I never heard anybody make fake break, uh, Brent Burns trades. Anyway, yeah, I just. I got to give credit to Malgan. I got to give mm -hmm. credit to Keefe. Uh, I got to give some credit to Shalgren for making the stops that he needed to make. Um, yeah, outside so, of that, I really don't have too much to say about this game. I think my biggest positive for me coming out of this game is that you may have found a fourth line that you can give some run to with Camp, Aston, Reese, and Malgan. Like you can go into this into.
games now. And dis- and we go, oh, we get a little highlight pack here. Of, uh, is this Malgan uh, dancing around? Because he was yeah, excellent. Malgan shifts. Yeah. So um, I was really impressed with him. And that, to me, is something that this team's been searching for, right? Is that identity on the fourth and third line. And that, to me, looks like a real third, a real fourth line. Those guys can play. Rain- like You got the rangy center who's good defensively. Malgan's, uh, he's a good offensive player. And you got Zach Aston Reese, who I thought was supposed to, like, hit. People were like, oh, he, he hits guys. What? How many hits does he have this year? I feel like he barely ever hits anyone, but uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. I just haven't noticed it. But I like that. That That's a big storyline for me coming out of that game is that that fourth line together, and they played a bit together last night too, but I, I like that, and I really think that they can stick with that going forward here. So that's probably my biggest positive coming out of it. Um, can we – I don't know if we can pull this up. It might be hard on the, on the, on the fly here. But Nylander's goal was really nice. But can we just give – can we just give a shout out to the vintage Freddie Anderson backbreaking softy that happened in this game? That, I, yeah, just sure. Vintage. This was a bad, absolutely goal. vintage. Here we go. We're gonna get the highlight here. And hey, the they they outlined it on the broadcast. It, he's at the end of a long shift. He's tired as hell. Great play. And then you know he chips it by Slavin, who's like the best D man in the league defensively. And then how does that go in? If you're on the bench, you're like Jesus. Of course. Of course he let that one in. He always lets in the one at the worst possible time. Vintage this is your su- this is that's your Vintage. that's your Super Bowl. Honestly, this is Vintage. nothing has made you happier in this game than oh. watching Freddie let in a bad one. Oh, like at the worst uh, you were time. Always they, a were, hater. they were caving yeah. in the leaf. They were caving the leafs in. They were yeah. dead tired against an AHL goalie. And yeah. the puck goes down the other way at the end of the and he just lets a trickler between hey. the legs. Vintage. Just vintage Buddy, stuff. I'm happy it, we got to see you, it. You gotta you gotta say that. In a game with the AHL guy who might be a backup in the AHL. Oh, that's uh, such a bad that, that you give up the bra- the backbreaker over yes. the AHL kid. That's, that's a tough that's a tough look for Freddie Anderson. Yeah. And and I wonder if that's one that sticks a little with that group. Like those experiences tend to accumulate a little well, bit with already, teams, right? When it comes know. to they who trusts who. They already yeah. know. Last year in the playoffs. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, well, no, last year in the playoffs, so like, this guy was like a Vesna finalist and like up. the biggest, he didn't, no, he didn't show up. He didn't play. Yeah, he no, was like a mystery injury. Just like yeah. in, in, uh, the, the Leafs thing where they're like, is he on the ice? They don't even talk to the guy. So anyways, yeah. but I, so I talked to him. Comfort. So I talked to Freddie Anderson after he left Toronto. I know. And I was he was, show. but he was real sour about how. He played through an injury and that the team didn't reward him for it by Mm -hmm. guaranteeing a spot when he came back, but also the way that his contract went during the offseason, right? Mm, So I felt a little bit for him with the Carolina thing because he clearly was hurt again and he didn't want to have this hanging over him. But Mm. yeah, the guys, they know. Yeah, the guy, the guy's in a tough spot with his career and with that blue line in front of you and the way that Carolina plays, if he just lets in softies like he has in his career, then it's, it's going to be bad for the script. It's going to be bad for the next contract. I don't think that he's on the list of guys that Lee fans want, uh, in free agency next year. I don't think the reunion, I don't think that the reunion is going to be happening. He feels the same way, buddy. I I think it's a mutual thing. To me, it's it's a two things can be true situation with Freddie always. Like, the guy got run into the ground while he was playing here. I think that his tenure was better than a lot of Leaf fans recognize. I think that he He took took too much. Yeah, but I also think that he took too much blame for the playoffs, um, especially that Columbus series. But, yeah, he was also, it was also time for him to go. And they clearly needed to turn the page. And he was just like, 
at the end of his tenure with the Leafs. It was very, very broken with him in the team. So, yeah, anyway, I don't have any regrets about uh, the Leafs handling of the Freddie Anderson situation. I got to uh, a quick shout out because we always crap on him when he's been bad. But I thought Justin Hall's had two good games in a row. Made an awesome play on the on the first goal. I mean, the second goal. No, sorry, first one. Yarn Cross was the first one that got it started. Right, comes mm-hmm. down, pinches, takes a big hit to make the play. Puck goes out into the slot, and Yarn and Yarn Kroc shoots it in the net. I just I think that another thing just to praise Keith here. Ike he's kind of nailed the Brody Hall thing. It seems to me yeah. that he's looked a lot more comfortable playing with Brody. I mean, Brody's the best defenseman on the team, right? Like, there's no defense. There's. I was going to say of, he's I, the new Muzzin in terms of he's just the fixer. Yes, where when someone's struggling, you him. give them Brody. Yeah. But I think Hall's responded and had a couple really good games against two good teams. So that's got to be good for them. You saw the clip last night, right? Of uh, yeah, the of captain giving him the giving belt. Him the belt. And they're that all belt fired is up corny as hell, though. They gotta get. They gotta get a new thing. Like some, you know. What's ah. What's the ideal thing? Oh, well, Hat? the good because one was my... the Raptors championship basketball. Yes. Remember when they had oh, the, the Raptors like championship dribbling? basketball yeah, and yeah, they were yeah, dribbling yeah. around? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a sick one. That was so, a sick one. I like it I like when a it's, it's a, yeah, I like a blue collar job hat. Yeah. Blue collar job Zigzags, hat, firefighter hat. Have a, 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 like a no one cares. hard hat. It, that they yeah. do. We, we get to have it. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Hard hat, firefighter's hat, firefighter's helmet. You know, like that's a good look for the thing in the room. The championship belt thing. Yeah, it doesn't it's 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 played out and it looks lame it looks childish and also like i don't know there's just something yeah the, it's just lame it's just lame i was gonna say it's immature but that's too far <laughs> that's too far it's not immature. it's just lame but it's here's the lame thing. thing there's a big time crossover between guys who love the leafs and guys who love wrestling so like the wrestling guys when they saw that belt they're horned up guaranteed they're like oh look at that belt sick belt the boys love the belt so, like, like Dubis loves wrestling, which, yeah, I know. <laughs> which, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's not get, I'm not, doing, I'm not taking shots at wrestling. All right. This is Sportsnet no. and they own yeah. WWE. Wrestling is great. So, great wrestling. Wrestling. Yo, I've got, dude, I've gone to, I've gone to a bunch of live wrestling events. I went to yeah. this one this year, the Monday Night Raw. That one actually mm-hmm. kind of stunk. Edge came. That was cool. But other than that, it was yeah. a total lame duck show. But I will say this Re- watching, it regularly i think it's a bit of a tough look when you hit yes. a certain age but going to it live it's the best it's the closest thing that we have in canada to like professional soccer including mls yeah. that's a shot at mls hey! and at college <laughs> yeah. no dude that. it is no ever since mls banned all the good fans in T- in toronto that they were like oh it's too dangerous nah, nah, you don't know what you're talking about enough yeah. enough yeah. Cease oh they little flare oh boo they can never show back up uh anyway so yeah I'm, it's it's really it's it's interesting to me i wanted to kind of talk to you about this and it's something i'm going to do with born tomorrow on right. my podcast is just simply one thing that i have is like a resolution for doing this show is to not try to have like referendums on whether or whether Absolutes. or not cannot win after every single game because it's just like that start to the season was horrific i don't blame some people that picked like really really big swings on they can't win or whatever right because like Mm. man this this group has been together for so long and everyone's seen so much of this over and over again and there's a lot of people who are divided about the state of this team or the upside of this team or whatever the hell they want to say but i just i do want to stay a little bit more locked in the moment in these uh in these post-game shows and not try to make them about like 
the, the big, whole team, massive the, picture, the future. Thing. That's fair. I, I think I do think that though it would be really really hard for me to see the key f- things show up until there's another big slide like they had at the beginning of the season. Like if they have that one, I do think like we all said it right. These next five games were very very big. It mm-hmm. started with the uh, the Devils game. It was heading into these opponents, these big opponents. Leafs have played pretty well. I think that the goaltending situation. The Flyers? Not the Devils. Flyers, mean? Sorry, Flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that they were playing the Devils like 20 times tonight with those those Carolina (laughs) jerseys. Like, I I thought they were playing 2002 Team Canada. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, those are sweet, too. Um, But I don't think that the Sheldon narrative goes away completely on the season. But I I do think that it goes away for now. And we're back in a phase where... Leafs are going to have to have like a, another bad five game slump, like the one that they had earlier in the season, for that to spark up again. I I do think that it it's been kicked down the road. The the trots talk is going to die down big time. He's bought himself a few weeks here before anything else happens again, which is fair. And listen, that's pro sports. I don't think I think he understands that he's coaching in Toronto. He gets what the pressure is of this market, the underperforming yeah. of this team, but like. Listen, man, I'm not going to apologize for anything I said through those first 10 games. Like, just because they went out and had two games against Carolina and Boston where they played well. Dude, they were awful in all the games they played in. Like, it was not an enjoyable product for a lot of games. Guys, like, I've talked to were like, I can't even watch them play. It was not enjoyable. So, I I don't want people to... Like the number one thing I see on Twitter with my it's like fan shaming me, like, oh, these people said that it's like, yeah, it's called being a fan. You ride the waves. That's what it is. That's the whole thing with watching the team. And they're like mm-hmm. shaming people for being down on this team after six years of the same stuff. Like it's just it's a tiring team to cheer for sometimes. And I don't blame anybody for saying what they said in those first 10 games, man. It was it bad. is hilarious though that this happened this way. Exactly this way. Like it you if you were doing the script of the season, if you were doing the leaf script to the year, mm. you would have either done that they started hot against those bad teams and then played really crap against these good teams. Yes. Or you would have gone, hey, they play horrifically to start the year against a bunch of bad teams. People get pissed and then they turn the corner against some good teams and starts with a hockey night and a back-to-back and then Freddie yeah. Anderson. Dude, I got to tell you, though, one thing in terms of a bit of takeaways. Leafs do own the Bruins and we mentioned it a little bit Saturday night. As good as that Bruins team has played, and as much as whatever, you wouldn't want to face them in a pl- in a postseason series. Like, I, I do think the Leafs match up well against them, and and you saw tonight with even that Carolina team. Like, that's the class of the NHL. Those two teams. That's the class. And I just don't know how you couldn't see that the Leafs when they're on their game aren't right there with those groups for sure. And that's why the first ten games are so annoying because yeah. they have this in them. They played so great against the Bruins. That was their best performance of the year, obviously. They played great, awesome 60 minutes. And tonight, not a great performance for a lot of the game, but they found a way to win and they they you know figured it out when it mattered. You're right. Like It is an eye-opener when we get down on this team and we talk about it in the day-to-day that they have this in them. But the frustrating part of it is that it doesn't come out all the time. Listen, you're not going to well, be perfect been- every night. You're not going to be perfect yeah. every night. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a long season. You're going to have dogs, but that Western road trip was a dog. Like it was, it was more than a dog. It was a, it was a hound, but it was not a good, it was not it was a good bad. situation. So it's, it a, it's an inch. It, it's honestly, quite honestly, like to peel back the curtain here, it's the perfect sports talk radio team. Really? Like it really is. If you, the way that they play and the way like they're underperforming against bad teams and playing well against good teams, like the way you get to talk about them in absolutes on both sides of it, it's a fascinating team to watch and, and support. So it's been, hey, it's been fun. That was a really fun weekend, man. Impressive. There's no doubt about it. 
Yeah, it was an impressive weekend. I do have one major gripe, though. Let me have it. No more Leafs games on Sundays, okay? This oh, is the Lord's Day for football. I like, I, me missing Geno Smith okay. win for the Hawks hurts my soul, all right? I had to miss that game the second half of the entire Seahawks game. I'm choked. Geno Smith. Anyway, this is Leafs talk. I'm not going to do it. But Can I say, though, that for me yeah. as a no-cred zone lover, I watch no-cred zone every weekend. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't really care about what your football takes. But, you don't watch football. But, you watch a but, fantasy sport channel. But you're right. But yeah. for me, this was the perfect day for there to be a Leaf game because there was only yeah. two in the afternoon window. One of them was a great game, and one <sighs> of them is an absolute dog. I know. Yeah, I, I don't. Do, I don't do, really do. care about any of the teams in the afternoon window, so it didn't take away. I was able to give my undivided attention. I didn't even flick back. So, Anyways. old man me though, old man me, big fan. It should of five be on Sunday. Starts. Oh, no, I'm really? just saying five. <laughs> oh yeah, five o'clock. Well, here you got to think too. I get done my show at like eleven, so uh, by the time I get home and mix in like a workout, a meal, yeah. do whatever, get some errands. I'm basically done. getting out of bed by the time your show is done, so. <laughs> buddy. Five o'clock start is amazing. It's really oh, good. I'm a huge fan it. of five o'clock start. More yeah. if they started dropping the puck, like they were like, we're doing six. Six would be amazing. I'm so down for six. Everyone's complaining they won't get home from their work, last, their their la- jobs. I don't care. Last thing before we go, were those yep. the Canes reverse retros? Is that the reverse? Yeah. When are the Leafs doing it? Because I see them starting to mix them in. It's got to be soon, right? Maybe Tuesday against Vegas. I yeah. don't know when, but they like, got to mix them in here soon. I'm a Jersey well, guy. I want to see them on ice. But also, you got to figure that they do that in a home game. So yeah, Tuesday they play against the Vegas Gold Knights at home. Yeah, so maybe they do it then. Yeah, yeah. I'd you like, like to the see Leafs it. reverse. Yes, shows? I do. I really do. I want to see. I, here's the thing: it's impossible to tell <laughs> until you see them on ice. On yeah. ice is the uh, number one thing to me. We both we thought the the Buffalo ones were a little bit too candy ass. Didn't love the white they pants. Uh, on yeah. ice, the Penguins look even better than they did on Penguins. Penguins ones one. are. By far the hottest. And I won't hear any one, argument against. You see the Jets? Yeah, the Jets was nice. Looked really nice. Sneaky nice. Yeah, the, so. Jets, the Jets were nice. The Jets were clean. The, I just think yeah. the Leafs are in a hilarious position with theirs because <laughs> if they <laughs> change the it Leafs. too much. <laughs> no, but hold on. If they change it too much, it, then people bitch and they go, you got, yeah. you don't mess with classic. And then if they do classic, people go, yeah, it looks like a Leafs sweater. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, like, they did the uh, number one way. abomination was the gray and blue. I don't want to talk my, about that. My zag that. saying that it was that actually was, good. The worst no, zag of all time. <laughs> that was such a bad zag. I'll never forget when they first put those on on the ice. Well, and I texted you like, you sticking with it? <laughs> you, you tried to lie for like a period. Anyways, uh, nice uh, weekend for the Leafs. Yeah, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Anything else? You done? All good, buddy. Yeah, I can't good believe job. we got 20 minutes out of this game. Uh, yeah, anyway, good job by them. Continue to take away the middle of the ice. Good job by Sheldon Keefe. Good job by the bottom six getting involved. Yarncroc, snipe. Nice shot by Yarncroc. Yeah. Honestly, didn't even, didn't know he had that one in him. Like, didn't no. know that was in the bag of tricks. That was really, really nice. Um, we're back on Tuesday. It's you and Bourne on Tuesday. Uh-huh. So Me my Bourne, first no one you. Off. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And Who's going to leave the and show? I, you'll be fine. I know. I talked yeah. to Bourne literally five hours a day every day. I think we'll figure yeah, it out. I was going to say, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, that's Tuesday night. Subscribe, review. Still back up on YouTube. And then Friday as well, back up on YouTube. It's just Saturday nights. I've been getting people saying, we don't know where to find this thing. It's like, fly up on YouTube guys. every day, but just Saturday. So if you follow this thing, I don't know what else to tell you. Saturday night, it's not on YouTube. It just shows up there once it's already recorded. Uh, thanks to David Sis, our producer. I don't think it was JR tonight. I think it was Armin. So yeah, yeah thanks to JR. Yeah, and uh, thanks to the fellows for getting this done. Uh, Subscribe, review, leave five stars. We'll talk to you after the next game.